you have a Bible, grab it, open it up, turn to John chapter 20. We're going to walk through this bit by bit. This is such a good story, and there's so much here. It's kind of a struggle to pick. Which, what are we going to focus on? Um, but I've picked some stuff, but I want you to walk through with me. So first, as you turn, Christ is risen. You know, we're in the season of Easter, right? Easter's not just a Sunday. It's a whole season, and we're in the middle of it. Um, so if you found chapter 20, verses 19, or start with verse 19. Everybody there? All right, I don't know how yours reads, but we find that in verse 19, it's, it's instructed very clearly to us that on that glorious Easter Sunday, that first day of the week, we find the disciples huddled together behind what? What's your Bible say? Locked doors? Closed doors? Yeah, they're afraid, aren't they? Um, is the resurrection of Jesus good news? Yeah. I mean, right? That's why we're here. <laughs> is there greater news than the resurrection of Jesus? How many people have you told about the resurrection of Jesus this Easter season? Ooh, interesting. You what? You didn't hear me? I said I didn't know how many people everyone had told about the resurrection, this great news, this no greater news than this resurrection. How many people have told somebody, hey, have you heard? Are we, are we behind closed doors ourselves? Maybe. Do you love coming to church? Or are you just made to, right, sometimes? Is there a great joy in gathering in this room with this community? Yeah. Is there a better place to be on Sunday morning? So how many people have you invited lately to come join you? Interesting. Something to think about. We're in the Easter season, and maybe we're behind closed doors in a way. So verse 19, Jesus came and stood among the disciples and said, peace be with you. Okay, think about this. This is the first time Jesus has seen his faithful followers since the night he was arrested. And what did the disciples do the night he was arrested? They scattered, scared to death, ran. One was naked running, right? If you read, I don't know which one it is. One of the Gospels tells of somebody running away with no clothes. Really weird story, but it's in there. They ran as far as they could. One disciple stayed near, at least for a little while. But the rest of them ran away. And the one that stood near was Peter. Went, at least was in the courtyard while Jesus was being tried. But then when someone recognized him and said, you're one of his disciples, Peter denied him. Said, I don't even know him. They all abandoned him. He steps into the door, and the first thing he says to them is, Why did you do that? Seriously? No, he says, Peace be with you. What grace? And in our closed doors, do we experience anything different? comes with peace. We may not have told anyone of our faith. We may not have invited anyone to church lately. But how many of us have encountered people who have disappointed us in one way or another, have hurt us? We've seen them in the last few weeks, haven't we? What's been our response? Why did you do that? Or, peace be with you. 
Did your response reflect faith, at least, in the good news of the resurrected Jesus Christ? Peace be with you. Yeah, you messed up. You hurt me. Peace. Let's have peace. We celebrate the Jesus of peace, and we're called to offer the same peace. In fact, uh, we'll, we'll go on. I'm getting ahead of myself. But verse 20, notice they don't seem to recognize him. He says, peace be with you. And it's like this kind of pause. And he has to do something before they finally see that he is who he is. What does he do? He shows his wounds. Did they need to see the wounds to know it was him? I mean, according to the story, yeah. Strange, isn't it? They traveled with this man for years. They just saw him a few days ago. They just ate a meal with him. And yet he stands among them and it's like they don't recognize him. Or maybe they just don't know whether they can accept it until they see the wounds. Something about the wounds allows them to know who he is, allows them to see God's grace somehow through the wounds. They recognize, they know. And as they start to get excited, Jesus says, peace be with you, right? I almost hear it as a calm down, but not really. It's peace be with you. Um, We serve a risen Christ who's wounded. He's not resurrected without the wounds. That's not the story. Sometimes we tell the story that way, as if all of our past pains are no longer going to be with us, but that's not the story we live in our life, is it? In fact, it's our wounds that actually help define us for who we are to ourselves and to others, yes? And we find that to be the case, of course. Jesus wounds. We serve a Christ who's wounded. Because our wounds belong in a resurrected life. As we live a life of resurrection, we don't forget our wounds. We actually we kind of celebrate them, don't we? We show our scars, don't we tell people about our story? Because it's somehow through the wounds that people can actually believe us. I mean, isn't that, isn't that how it works? That's how I, Matt shared his wounds to all of us, and I know I got so much through that. And then if he just said, well, I'm here because I want to be here, what's well, great. But when he starts sharing his wounds, we know how that works. When you, re- when you tell people the stories about you that matters, do you tell them about all the good things? Do you tell them what you ate for breakfast? Do you tell them about your most delicious meal? Or do you tell them about the time when life just bottomed out and how you survived it? Or do you talk about the goose that flew in through the windshield one day, right? I mean, I loved how you laughed telling that story. He had glass all on his face and you're laughing telling that story. These kind of tremendously horrific moments that you survive then become the stories you want to tell because you survived, because you got through it despite the wounds. And he probably will laugh once his eyes aren't bothered anymore. And we tell that in our own lives. Our greatest failures become our best stories. It's funny how that works, isn't it? We talk about how we were once down and out, and now we are strong, and it's through the grace of that cross through Jesus Christ. It's the wounds that when we tell people of our faith, when we show our wounds, it lets them know that what we're saying is real, that they can trust us and believe us because we know a thing or two about being wounded. Verse 21 says again, peace be with you. And then he says, you were once disciples, but now you are apostles. 
The word apostello in Greek, it just means, it's a generic term, one who sent. One who sent with a message, more clearly. You are no longer disciples, students. You are now ones who are sent with a message, which implies go and tell the message. Yes? All right, let's keep reading then. He gives them the Holy Spirit, right? To know they're forgiven and to go tell others about the grace of God. Reveal your wounds that they may know my grace. Go and invite them to reveal their wounds with trust that I will resurrect them wounds and all. Seems like a pretty straightforward message, but we go, we go to eight days later, and where are these apostles? Are they out telling the message? Are they living the life of an apostle someone sent? No, where are they? In the house. Doors locked. In my translation, and maybe yours is different, the first time it mentions the doors are just closed, and then the second time it mentions them, they're locked. It's like they're, they're more shut up in their room together, cut off from the world. They're less apostles now than they were before they even were called apostles. A week passes, and they've barricaded themselves in deeper, more secure. And don't we do that? And Thomas, at least he can say, I hadn't even seen him, so I have an excuse, right? I'm not even sure I believe yet. Thomas at least has a reason. But Jesus shows up because that's what he does. He comes again. He enters through the closed and the locked doors in our lives to fill us with grace through our fears and doubts. And he says, Thomas, why don't you believe? No, he says, peace be with you. They're having trouble getting it, aren't they? Are we any different? And again, not in rebuke or condemnation, he invites Thomas to see. I love the image uh, that's behind the sermon screen. I don't know if we can put the... Oh, you've been putting it... Good for you, Mark. Putting the verses up there. Uh, Is that sermon... There you go. Such an intimate reaction or a, a scene. Thomas pure-eyed, and Jesus is pulling his hand. See, not just see the wound, feel it. Know it. And Thomas then becomes the only one in the whole Gospel of John to proclaim Jesus as both Lord and God through the wound. He knows the wound like nobody else. In our written scriptures, no one knows the wounds like Thomas does. And Thomas learns the truth through the wounds. It's so strange. So verse 29, Jesus says, Do you believe because you see me? Happy are those who don't see and yet believe. This is for us. We're not in the room. We're not putting our fingers in his wounds. And it finishes, the original gospel ending finishes, but these things are written to you so that you will believe that Jesus is the Christ, God's Son, and that believing in Him, you will have life in His name. So let us receive the good news of Easter. We're four weeks in, but it's not a day, it's a season. We're still in it. So let us receive that through our closed doors. And let us be sent. 
Let us become apostles and go with the message and tell. We have the Holy Spirit through baptism to help us find the words. Let us go in faith and trust and let us show our wounds. And through the strangeness of all that, allow God to reveal truth to all of those around us. Let the peace of God with us outweigh any fear and doubt that we can proudly proclaim our wounds as badges of honor, just like our wounded Savior. And we know that the identity of Christ Himself will be revealed through us. Yes? Christ is risen. So go as apostles and tell the good news. Amen. Amen.